0: Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Welcome back to Drama, Drama Fiends. Fiends. We are back with another episode, highly anticipated. I know you, took you guys a have a all been waiting. But it's
1: probably like one of the most anticipated uh, events in entertainment of the century. Yeah, definitely. So we're delivering. And we have new sound equipment. So <laughs> bear with we us do. if This sounds terrible. We are now women in STEM. <laughs> we dropped a lot of
0: money on we this did, stuff so so we're ready like we are committed to podcasting so you guys better blow us up because it's yeah. gotta pay off this equipment and if
1: there's like an anger ad every five seconds in this just listen and mind your business <laughs> <laughs> okay so we have a lot to discuss today we are going to start of course as always with our fiends of the week well, it's actually been like three weeks, so, yeah, so it, there's a, been a lot, I guess, I'm just sure we'll over. miss some
0: things that we fiend over. Definitely. Juliana, what have you been fiending over, at least this week?
1: Um. Okay, I've been fiending over <laughs> college, is what I wrote. <laughs> and the reason why is because I grad- both of us graduated from college in 2020. Yep. The year there was no graduation. graduation. And there was just like drive by parades like and in your class
0: shows on YouTube.
1: Yeah, so we never had graduation. So my school had a graduation, like a delayed graduation for us this past weekend Memorial Day weekend. So we went back to school, slept in a dorm. We had a formal which is something we would have had during our senior week. We had an actual graduation ceremony, we wore caps and gowns, and I really didn't want to go. But it ended up being so fun and like I just like had so much fun. I felt like I was in college again. It reminded me why I actually liked college and in my head since graduating, I feel like I don't know if you feel the same, but I feel like I've been pushing the memories of college to the back of my brain because I guess it was like kind of a traumatic ending of college.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I, I think that's fair. I feel like I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah.
1: Senior year was such a blur. Also, like I had a lot of drama in my life senior year that was clouding the experience. And Mm -hmm. it was nice to just go back and see people. I felt like I talked to the most random people and like made new friends and it was really fun. And now I've been listening. I have a playlist of songs that I made a while ago. That's 10 songs for each year of college that remind me Of each year. So there's 10 songs from freshman year. 10 songs, sophomore, et cetera. And I never listen to it because it makes me depressed. But (laughs) I've been listening to it. And it's really been bringing me back. And it's been really fun. And I'm discovering songs I used to be obsessed with, like this Charlie Puth song that I used to queue up at parties Like, not tell people that I did that. Uh, And it would just come on. And I'd be like, who put this good song on? (laughs) (laughs) Not me. Yeah. So definitely I've been – like I've been just – going back through pictures and I feel like it was really good closure almost Mm. and it made me I feel like since then I've been able to think back on college and appreciate it more as opposed to just be stressed out about it so Mm. it was really fun and college is so fun so if you're in college right now (laughs) keep going to school please enjoy it and if you start having like petty drama with people don't don't (laughs) Just don't. Just like move on. Even like,
0: though our entire podcast <laughs> is literally centered around being drama fiends, don't take part in it.
1: Not that kind you of could, drama. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Be dramatic in other ways on the stage mm-hmm. and be
1: other dramatic places in your life, but don't let it like make you yes, so stressed out all the time, and don't let
0: it ruin relationships. and yeah. For sure ruin your experiences, but that's amazing. And I'm so glad you had a great time. It was really good. And I was so
1: nervous to go, but what was really fun about it too, is that I got there and I was like, Oh my God, everybody wants to be here. I thought, and then I get there and everybody's like, I'm about to shite my pants. <laughs> like,
0: well, because it's like being placed back yeah. into such a different time. Like it's been two years yeah. since we graduated and the world has changed so drastically yeah. since then. And it it's ended so, so, so weirdly too. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it definitely was nice. And I've been in my college fantasy. I've been thinking about. Like, especially early college memories, like freshman and Aww. sophomore year that I haven't thought about in so long. And I was like, that was really fun. It sounds like it was a very healing experience in it, a way. It definitely was. I am really glad I ended up going.
0: Yay. You so, love that. Yeah. I did not go to my graduation, but it was on a Friday in July oh, of last oh, yeah. year. And the sun was probably beating down and i also had work
1: which i could have taken off of but but it wasn't like a whole no thing. yours
0: yours was like a weekend event mine was just a day they didn't i don't think they did any sort of like events that would have happened if we actually mm-hmm. had a graduation yeah real graduation in 2020
1: i'm glad we got the events but they had no food for us what <laughs> Yeah, they didn't have food it was like we yeah, they were BYOF bring your yeah, own the too. dining hall like wasn't open
0: what that's stupid. Yeah. I was, love dining hall food. I can front. No, I... It hits. I'm not going to agree. You don't agree? <laughs> oh, my no. God. I, there's something about an all-you-can-eat buffet.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> the food at Master just wasn't good, though. That's fair. What have you been fiending over?
0: I've been trying to think of what I've been fiending over these past few weeks, and I just feel like so much, but
1: specifically
0: since it was Memorial Day weekend, and... And barbecues and mm-hmm. things of that nature. I've been feeding over a good old Nathan's hot dog, but good specifically one. Nathan's. Mm-hmm. I don't like other brands of hot dogs. I don't think, but I had a few last weekend. I had one at the Met game and it was so good. And at the Met game, they have footlongs too. Oh, really? <laughs> which, you know, I would get them. Just, like disgusting probably taking years off of your life eating a foot long nathan's hot dog but it's worth it it tastes so good and the crinkle cut fries
1: yeah there's nothing like them they're so good i always say i could give up meat except for like the grossest meats (laughs) because they don't they don't seem real yeah
0: i don't know I, i go back and forth about that because when i think about steak like for some reason that doesn't phase me and i think like that's the most real, like meat, meat. Yeah, no, steak grosses me out a lot. But of the chicken,
1: time, I have yeah. a
0: terrible relationship with chicken.
1: Yeah, but like for me, what I couldn't give up would be like hot
0: dogs. Hot dogs are so good, but not all of them. I don't like when they're like super thick.
1: <laughs> like oh, I, I like I, when they're thick actually. Ugh. Oh really? I don't. Like yeah, that. and they're grilled. Oh, I, they need to be
0: grilled. They need to be burned. If they're grilled and thick
1: and like mm. from a butcher. Like oh, so you like bougie hot dogs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I like the but I also like those. Okay. I like I really like all hot dogs, honestly.
0: I had a Sabrette hot dog at a Ranger game and it was not it. It like just did not hit like in Nathan's hot dog. I don't know. I'm just they got me. No, they're really
1: good. And the fries, I'm loyal too. to their brand. I what guess. What do you put on it though? Um, I put mustard on it. That's it. Yeah. You don't do like sauerkraut or relish? No. I don't good for you <laughs> I don't think I even know like what is in sauerkraut what is it's that it's like cabbage like fermented I love sauerkraut I don't know
0: I, I don't think I've had it like in a I think I've had it before but just not in a really long time mm-hmm. what's relish then it's like pickles like chopped up oh, and and I like would, sweet
1: you would like I would like that I like I anything fermented so I like mm. sauerkraut I should try relish
0: because I feel like I would actually really yeah. like that
1: and I like I don't like ketchup on a dog I honestly like mustard and ketchup Mm, together I like all of it okay all the fixings I do (laughs) I do on a thick hot dog from a fancy butcher (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna disagree with that one okay that's fine that's okay
0: you know maybe I have to just try from your butcher (laughs) (laughs)
1: let me call him up call him up (laughs) we get the personal butcher on the line
0: last year I actually I was we we were together we had a barbecue at my house and we had uncle Giuseppe's Hot dogs, like oh. no shade to Uncle Giuseppe's, which is amazing. Usually, which I'm sure it was good. I don't know what was wrong with me, but I threw it up, and I think that oh, yeah. was, was. Oh,
1: a, I remember that. I was we watching Twilight, and yes. I, I was and like, "I you were in the bathroom." I was
0: like, "I have to throw up," and I didn't. I didn't drink anything. Like it wasn't like I was no. like drunk throwing up. I was hot dog eating throwing <laughs> yeah. up. I think oh, I only had
1: one. I liked that hot dog.
0: I mean, <laughs> it tasted good. I don't remember like being disgusted by it. I just felt really gross after eating it for yeah. some reason.
1: But once again, like. I've never met a hot dog I don't like. And going back to the dining <laughs> hall food, I <laughs> <You> no, please. <laughs> That's one place you will not catch me eating a hot dog. Oh, I would eat a hot what dog there all grilled? the time. I
0: feel like they'd be boiled out of. A- no dining they were grilled we had like a
1: grill section and okay. they were usually in the grill section. Oh, wait, we did
0: too i never tried it though what about a
1: corn dog i'd eat a corn dog i when they had corn dogs in the dining hall it was like christmas like i the line would be <laughs> so long too and i would go and i would get like it was such a thing to go and get a corn dog really? at least like with my friends. if you like went to my school and you're like what is she talking about <laughs> And then I guess it was just like with specific people. Is that your f- like favorite form of dog? No, like, just, just like a regular, regular hot dog. Time for drama fiend news network.
0: You, <laughs> Reporting to you live that? from the drama Fiend's news network. I just wrote that on our outline. Do you like it? I like it. I <laughs> okay. think it has a ring to it. Okay, we love alliteration. News network, even though yeah. that's like every Probably.
1: every news network.
0: <laughs> drama fiend. I don't
1: know how to make that a better alliteration. No, but
0: it works. Drama Fiends News news Network. network.
1: So I know there's definitely been a lot of news since last time we've done this, but we're not going to address nearly even close to all of the news that is happening. Not even, we're not
0: addressing like the important things. No.
1: You can get that elsewhere.
0: Yeah, that's not what this is for. This is for curated Mm -hmm. Drama Fiends news. Yeah, the news that's most important in me and Juliana's brains, I guess. Oh, (laughs) not even. That's not
1: true. Okay, number one, though, this is the most important in my brain right now, ever since you told me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is fitting for our episode today, which we'll get into in a little bit, but it's Miss Adina Menzel's clothing line.
0: (laughs) Yes, Miss Adina Menzel has a clothing line and no shade, Miss Adina, but it isn't that great. It's, no, it's, it's, like, a little ugly. It's giving Charter Club at Macy's, you know, like, uh, Land's End, maybe, yeah. vibes. No shade to Land's End. No shade to they Land's have End, good because quality stuff. I have a rain jacket from there. I have there. a rain jacket it's from so there. Good. It's so good. And I have... Okay, maybe not Land's End. Maybe that was the right vibe. No, but I know right what you're saying, vibe. though.
1: Okay, uh, I just, yeah. like, I want to know how much Adina actually designed of this.
0: I know, because it's very basic not that i would say adina menzel is a not so she looks yeah she looks great
1: she looks gorgina she looks gorgina in these
0: pictures but is she modeling her own clothes in these pics yes she must be yeah that's true it's on her
1: website i don't know but also it's giving qvc it is being sold on qvc oh (laughs) is that why you said that no (laughs) It, it just looks tr- like it. It's truly, give it is QVC. I'm dead. Oh, it's, it is. Visit
0: QVC it's, and H- Truly dead.
1: on QVC.com Wait, right I, now. I'm
0: not kidding. I didn't
1: even realize <laughs> that. I have. I am obsessed with the fact that it's called Encore by Adina Menzel. No, that was a good name. Good for you, Queen. I don't understand. Like the clothes don't match the name.
0: No, they don't. It looks like it should be named. A PTA meeting. Yeah, but... <laughs> like Not encore. Yeah, it's not it's, giving encore. It's not very glamorous. I know you guys can't see what we're looking at. You can look it up on the, the QVC. Or com. QVC. Com, But just picture like basic, bland, I not know. encore. And
1: I was fully ready to buy something. Same. Like, when Fiona said, <laughs> yeah. Dina Mandela had a clothing line. I was fully ready to commit <laughs> to the bit and... <laughs> buy an item of Adina Menzel's clothing line like I was going to do it and then I just saw it and I couldn't bring myself to it's also really expensive it's not cheap okay it's these, like a pair of these gauchos are, for $64 these gauchos, though the terry cloth gauchos I could see myself in
0: no that that would be cool for the beach maybe yeah maybe just every day but $70 almost 70 dollars i'm being here's dramatic the but
1: wearing them no she actually looks really she amazing looks stunning look at that push-up bra
0: yeah <laughs> you guys can't see but let it be known that miss adina's boobs are pushed to the gods yeah
1: like she's not she's giving like cool mom like yeah like she is MILF giving cool at mom. the pta meeting she like, is which is that's fine i'm f- i'm fully into that aesthetic mm-hmm. but it's not really the vibe no that was really
0: funny and interesting to find out I guess we should discuss the Glee Lapse. Definitely. That is Glee back on streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. It is back on Hulu. Well, for the first time, not back. It's on mm-hmm. Hulu and Disney Plus. Yes,
1: it's a big moment. It really is. Juliana was watching that on her DVD <laughs> player. <laughs> it's funny because I started watching it again on Hulu, obviously. And my dad was like, does it look different on Hulu? than dvds <laughs> than dvds or netflix or like any of the other does five it? million ways does it look different than dvds
0: probably maybe not of more course. hd no it's the same exact thing okay
1: <laughs> and that i've seen a million times so but it's still amazing it still hits <laughs> it really
0: does hit i just started rewatching it last night only watched the first three episodes and Just new stuff is just, like, striking me
1: as so funny. It's true. Every time I watch, I feel like there's just something new to laugh at. (laughs) No, I totally agree, honestly. Somehow I still uncover new things every time. I don't even want to say how many times I've watched, like... I don't even know, because I've... The amount of times I've watched the full show is, like, already a lot. And then Mm -hmm. there are certain episodes that I've watched. I don't even... (laughs) Would you say... (laughs) Would you say there are episodes of Glee that you have watched hundreds of times? Yeah. I know for a fact I've watched Journey to Regionals probably hun- like at least 200 Oh my god. <laughs> that is so crazy. Because when it came out and I respect
0: that Thank you. wholeheartedly. I, it's I a, don't know it's if I should episode. even be admitting
1: to this. Like when it first came out that episode I had it recorded on DVR mm. and I watched it that summer after it was on probably every day. <laughs> I love that. Or at least like multiple times a week. Because I mean, that's just like how I was and I guess still am. But like I I did that with Titanic for a while. Like I would watch Titanic multiple times a week. Mm -hmm. That's
0: a long one. (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) But no, that episode specifically, I watched it so much that summer. So that one is probably the one I've seen the most. But I've seen a lot of the episodes Mm. a lot of times.
0: I feel like the episode of Glee that I've seen the most is... Blame it on the alcohol.
1: I knew you were going to say that. Or Bad Reputation. Yeah, I knew those were the two you were going to say. <laughs> those are I go- love those, those episodes. They're so good. But even like I was rewatching the pilot and stuff and I like realized like I was, anti- <laughs> like, I was anticipating what they were going to say like in my head before they said it. Oh my it, God. I've
0: seen it so
1: much You know what line I
0: did say yesterday when I was watching it? What? Um i should know i'm very talented too Stop. that one's a classic it's it is a classic, a classic.
1: everyone's stream glee <laughs> <laughs> one other thing on our news that i don't even know if this is like really people are talking about this anymore. <laughs> but, uh, did you see this on twitter
0: no i didn't that's why i really wanted to discuss okay. this because i don't know what you're so talking about
1: there so winnie the pooh has come like it's in the public domain now so it's enough time has passed that people can use it now and like do whatever they want like any kind of movie or whatever with it Mm -hmm. so there's gonna be a horror movie i need to show you the pictures Uh, blood and honey winnie the Pooh. blood and honey it's (gasps) horrible no (laughs) what like ew what the hell i can't believe this is real i was so I'm sure that this was not real when I first saw it, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's on real. IMDB. It is real. Yeah. It follows Pooh and Piglet as they go on a rampage after Christopher Robin abandons them. No. I will not be tuning in. We'll put a picture of this on our story or something. <laughs> Sorry, t- <laughs> I don't so a you jump get scared. We'll have a trigger warning before yeah. we no, show killer no, Pooh. It's seriously scary looking. Can Disney like buy that back? I know. <laughs> that's what I'm like i don't know maybe something shouldn't ever go into the public domain <laughs> or maybe it should maybe this will be so funny i don't know it's like really scary looking like, and why piglet does piglet isn't, look like that he's not
0: a cute little piglet he's a scary boar yeah
1: <laughs> he's literally a hog <laughs> he's a hog
0: <laughs> i'm I, really scared of that i, I do, hate that
1: i think i will stream it though Maybe I think I will. Maybe we'll have a watch party for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah. <laughs> this was just so on my mind. So this is major news. I on can't the believe I didn't Fiend's see news that. Network. That's so weird. Yeah, it shook me to my core when I saw this. There's a girl in a hot tub.
0: Yeah, and they're behind. <laughs>
1: and it's Her. also like, what is that head? It looks like it's like a plastic. It's like a. Head. It looks like a mask. Looks, yeah. Like, do they talk? Well, they must talk. I'm so intrigued. I I'm gonna see it. I know it. Is this going to hit theaters? <laughs> I doubt it.
0: <laughs> Another thing that has been circling the internet that we're just going to touch upon really quick um, was Liam Payne from One Directions' little tell-all mm-hmm. podcast. Well, it was Logan Paul's yeah. podcast that he guest starred on. And the internet was... Like blowing up with all of their reactions to this podcast. I actually did not stream it. I I just got the highlights from Juliana. I streamed most of it, and then I got bored. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna
1: like. I thought it was gonna be so much juicier. Yeah,
0: people were on Twitter and TikTok saying that Liam Payne ruined their childhood and all this stuff. Again, I did not stream. Mm -hmm. But from what Juliana told me, it just didn't. Like, and I was the biggest, like, One Direction stand back mm-hmm. in the day. And I don't know. Just, it wasn't, like, that earth shattering for me personally. I think. Well, like, what were some of the highlights that
1: they had so mentioned? He mentioned that someone in One Direction pushed. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> pushed him against the wall yeah that's giving fanfic it is giving fanfic and um people have to that it was harry because he is the hmm. only one that liam doesn't follow or something like that interesting i don't know if that's true i just saw that somewhere something like that um i don't, I don't know if that means anything
0: i like just don't find that that surprising there no. are five like hormonal yeah. teenage 20 year old boys of course, they're going to get into, like, physical altercations. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like I've heard about so many, like, guys that I know that have, like, punched their, like, brothers and stuff. <laughs> like, got in, like fights with their, you know, friends and brothers. And they literally lived together. They basically were, like, like brothers in a way. Yeah. They did everything together mm-hmm. for, like, a few years. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to get pushed against the wall
1: every now <laughs> and then. I don't know. I think when people were most, like upset about i because i don't think it's shocking that they didn't like that some of them didn't get along yeah. or that like there was like that there was fighting like that or anything like i don't think that was shocking i think what people were saying was that he it was like giving clout chaser of him which of course yes, it was it and, definitely was and giving the, clout like, chaser. He did, a big thing he said was that his song <laughs> "Strip oh. that down was like the biggest song of any one direction no that's just a lulu opinion. him that's just a complete lie like that's just like so deluded. no it
0: definitely was i'm in absolutely no way standing up for liam payne <laughs> by saying that i'm not shocked he got pushed against a wall <laughs> it also is extremely cloud chasing of him especially to go on logan paul's yeah, podcast
1: like wh- how did he think that was gonna go for him that man has like been exploiting people and like things like, for all actual the things years. to do like why logan paul nah like why couldn't he come on drama fiends and spill? yeah that? like
0: <laughs> we would have handled that better
1: we would have asked better questions
0: maybe yeah. diffuse the
1: situation a yeah. little bit yeah <laughs> i don't know like i think it was that people were also upset that he he said zane had a like rough upbringing or something yeah. and he was kind of shading zane i mean like he shouldn't have parents. said that that's, that's like, like inappropriate that's like, is inappropriate. not his place no that's and, his personal life and then he shaded too he was like talking about something Gigi hadid said what and he was like Gigi hadid said something about like respectful men or something hmm. like and then he was like oh that's a age well referring to zane yeah but i'm like didn't liam just this week get exposed for cheese yes on his fiancee yeah
0: Yeah, he did
1: who's the respectful man in this no that's
0: yeah it's not a good look for him i feel like he went on the podcast because of all this like
1: drama that's come to light about him probably do you think so or do you think that this was recorded before that oh because he didn't address it i'm pretty sure oh wait that's actually possible
0: i'm forgetting this that's like a professional thing and it's not like us. It's not just us. Staying,
1: yeah. <laughs> Staying
0: up until midnight the night yeah. before. Okay, wait, you're right. <laughs> no, I think that I was, You're probably because right not address
1: it. And I also think it was like kind of unfortunate timing for him no you're but that that you're definitely out. definitely right liam payne if you're listening clear that up for us
0: there was a tiktok that said i don't believe that larry stylenson is real anymore because liam payne would have spilled that
1: <laughs> <laughs> which like probably fair i don't know but i also don't feel like he spilled as much as people are acting yeah. like like i wanted more yeah and i feel like people have would been love saying it. that they want like the girlfriends yeah to do a towel i think that would be oh. good
0: Eleanor Calder, if you're yeah. listening, girl. Please write a novel. Eleanor Perry and Danielle, you guys have—they need write that's what that's novel. what we need. Because he didn't spell like no. good tea, like we he don't just want said, it from a man's point of view. No, we want the for, ladies. I
1: also don't think we want it from one of the five of them. I agree. Like, it has to be an insider, but an outsider. Yeah, that's what I always say. Like when people even talk about like the glee t- inevitable Glee Tell. <laughs> that I do want, but I I want the right person to do it. I agree. It. It wouldn't be good if it was one of them. Yeah. Like, you don't want it to be a main player. You Mm -hmm. want it to be someone who is... They're going to be biased. Yeah. You want it to be someone who is, like, always in the room, but Mm -hmm. wasn't involved. Yeah. Simon Cowell. (laughs) (laughs) But he did say some stuff, like,
0: about how... Oh, he did say what people are mad at, but I... Again, like, I'm not on his side, but it is true that um, Simon Cowell originally tried to make him, like, the front man, (laughs) Yeah, which... If you do your research, if you go back and watch <laughs> the X Factor videos, he always had the most solos he and did. in their first album Up All Night, he always had the most yeah. solos. So they really I think that that is true they were trying to push that, but it obviously like didn't really sell. I mean no. it did, I mean up it did sell, people yeah, were hooked. Yeah, but people
1: wanted yes, other ones. They wanted to the other be in guys. The front.
0: Exactly. So people so, people were mad about that but i i actually genuinely think that yeah, is probably it, true
1: i think it probably is true but it was giving like you know when madison beer was like i was supposed to be in the video Yeah, and no, is i was in miami no it like, definitely it is, is giving is, that a little bit It is but, giving that you're right
0: but he's probably right yeah i mean it seems that way if you were in the trenches back then you would know <laughs> yeah.
1: no but that's the thing i keep seeing people who are like 14 like commenting on this no like, like you simply you know? can't <laughs> You just can't. You don't know what it was like you back then. There. I that, I the video <laughs> a lot of stuff is I feel like One Direction stuff has been resurfacing on Twitter and stuff mm-hmm. because of this. The video of them doing dance like in dance rehearsal on X. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this, was a that telephone? A, an audition? Right? I don't know. It's and uh, maybe it's a i don't know is it an audition or a rehearsal i, I honestly know. like you sent it to me and i was like why
0: well, do i feel like i've never seen this before <laughs> for some reason but also i have blacked out a lot of yeah stuff from
1: that time of my life for some reason but, but that video is so funny like it it's so funny dancing to tell it's telephone, yeah, I think it is telephone. Right? and it's just <laughs> so like 2010 like
0: uh, all of their performances on x Factor are so funny like if you want so to get a little funny they truly Look are so funny, so good. They should have became a comedian group, like <laughs> yeah. Impractical Jokers or they, something, instead of better. becoming international pop stars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were a little funny. They were so silly. They were that so era. silly, and that they had the little vlogs from that yes, era. Yes, on the steps. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're gonna have to do a whole episode on we One definitely Direction because. Tell. So we're gonna move on. That was Drama fiends News Network. Yeah, reporting to you live. <laughs> Just kidding. Not, Never, live. not
1: live. There's probably going to be a lot of editing. Okay, so we'll get on to our real topic, which is going to be a show that we saw recently. I do think by the time we post this, it will be closed, in fact. Yeah, which is really sad. Which is really unfortunate. But it was, a, we had a very great time. We saw this show, Which Way to the Stage. It was at MCC Theater, it was mm-hmm. an you know an off Broadway theater in, the, in New York City. And it was amazing. So we'll tell you a little bit of like background mm-hmm. info and then we'll get into all our thoughts about it and we'll break it down the way we do on these little reviews. Uh, on our
0: little critiques.
1: On our critiques. Just kidding. We have very little to critique we because we so were obsessed. so little to critique about this show, honestly. We were obsessed with it, but... It was so good. I mean, we might have... We'll try to think of some things as yeah. we go for that. But I real Like, we loved it. Yeah. So it it's, might be... There might not be a. This is a lot very to positive. Say. This is gonna be very review. positive. Like it was so good mm-hmm. and fun. So the show is called "Which Way to the Stage," and it's written by Anna, Noguera, directed by Mike Donahue, choreographed by Paul McGill, starring. There were only four actors in it: Sass Goldberg, Max Jenkins, Evan Todd, and Michelle Ventimilla.
0: So in "Which Way to the Stage," it's 2015. And characters Jeff and Judy are 30-something, struggling actor besties whose favorite pastime is waiting for Idina Menzel to come out of the stage door after performances of If Then. As they wait, they discuss everything from who is the best Mama Rose to Jeff's drag act to Judy's relationship with womanhood.
1: So a couple more facts about the show. I guess, or um, this this is from mainly from this interview I read with the playwright Anna Aguera. She was actually an actor first. I didn't know this. She originated Eliza in the original Hamilton workshop. That's crazy. Which is crazy. She was so she was an actor first, which I think you can kind of tell like when you see the show that, mm-hmm. and you know of course like it it really resonated. I think no matter what like level of or like what your involvement with theater is but the way that the actors were portrayed i think it was clear like seeing that she was an actor first made a lot of sense to me Mm -hmm, definitely and something i thought was interesting was that the title of the show changed a few times so first it was called mask only before covid and then she didn't want people to think it was like a covid show did it say in the interview why it was called mask only well they do say mask only like in the show um jeff says men who have that on their dating profile mask oh, only like masculine oh, but it's like a play on i see that. And, i but see it's spelled, so like it's it was spelled mask like m-a-s-k yeah like a face mask yeah so i think that was kind of getting at like the roles yes, that we got it put got on it, got ourselves it. but also kind of getting in this gender thing and um which was kind of i mean i see where she was going with that but i also see why she changed it especially yeah, with I covid
0: the, the name that they landed on yeah. was the
1: best option and then it was also called for a while here she is boys which is from mm-hmm. gypsy which also makes sense to me and i kind of like that but i i think like ultimately i do agree i like the title which way to the stage
0: yeah and especially because they're waiting for adina all the entire time and yeah. i
1: think it makes the most sense does, to use one of her lines it does yeah yeah so which way to the stage is obviously it like is just as it references like you know the stage but it is it Mm -hmm. it is maureen's first line and in rent rent so that plays a big role Mm -hmm, definitely so we did kind of already give um like overall thoughts were that we just like loved it (laughs) we absolutely loved it 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 was so good yeah like it was just so fun it was so good it was so entertaining to watch i didn't want it to be over no me neither and it
0: just felt like the dialogue was literally being pulled out of our heads, and I think the heads of every theater kid out there. Yeah, there were things that they were saying, and I was turning to Juliana like, "That's us. That's <laughs> yeah, literally us. That's
1: us talking." So about many things, many honestly. different like, actors and stuff. Um, I mean, so it starts with Jeff and Judy outside the stage door of If Then, which I did. We did together. <laughs> yeah. So well, like, you
0: did separately, and then
1: we did I, together. Yeah, like go ready. Like we're familiar already with we're this there. setting. We're yeah. standing there. <laughs> yeah. And um it opens, and they're debating who's the best. Mama Rose and Gypsy, Mm Bernadette Peters, or Patty Lapone. And it's just like, just the way that they're talking about it, like, they're so intensely serious about it. They have clearly been thinking about this for years. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, probably have had the same debate 20 times, like, at least. And it just, like, right off the bat resonated. I don't know. And you could totally tell in the audience that people were understanding oh yeah what's going on like it was a the audience, an audience was filled with like theater like, kids theater kid, like theater and honestly goers. if you weren't
0: like if you aren't a theater kid i don't think it would really hit it wouldn't probably
1: like at all you might think some certain things are funny but yeah and maybe if you went with somebody who i don't know like i do think it was like it was for the theater kids Definitely. like it was like i don't know if you would if you weren't wouldn't get a lot of the references like mm-hmm. I don't know if it would be an enjoyable experience. no probably not honestly so, I'm sorry
0: but sorry to you all, all you non-theater kids out there this yeah. one's
1: for us this one's for us we deserve some things <laughs> um but I think I mean we can just get into the specific things we liked because overall we just like really liked it yeah for um,
0: sure oh <laughs> I was trying to find because I so we, we ordered a little notebooks um, to take notes on for this, for our reviews in general, but mm-hmm. specifically for going to see this show. And we forgot them. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was fine. <laughs> I was having a really busy day. That's fine. It's totally okay. And um, we actually wrote notes on the playbill. Yeah. So I was just sitting here trying to, f- first of all, I, half of them I can't even read. Yeah. So that's great. But I was trying to find one of them. Um, I wrote down because I think one of them, one of the characters said, Patty is dangerous. And I wrote <laughs> it down because we literally just saw company a few weeks yes. ago. And I feel like that we literally said something exactly we like did. that about Miss
1: Patty Lapone. Yeah. She's dangerous. But we were scared hell. of her. She was terrifying. And I liked Jeff. Jeff said he likes his Mama Rose to be like a little scary or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> it was like true. But I think, so I think I really liked that opening debate. And I think it mm-hmm. was, it really like I kept going back to it as the show went on and we started to like get to know the characters more and understand what the point of the show really was because mm-hmm. you see so just like for a little bit more context Jeff is we know he's a drag queen and he does this drag act he's they they went to college together we mm-hmm. know and we know even in college he was the one who taught like the girls in the BFA program how to walk in heels yes. like stuff like that like he and he's very unashamed. Like he's like, yes. out there. He's like comfortable with who he is. He's he's like very in
0: tune to like his like feminine side. Yeah.
1: And Judy is a, a straight woman, and she's feels she's very talented. He, mm-hmm. he we keep hearing that she has this amazing voice, and we hear her singing. We she hear her sing, and she's like this amazing. amazing performer. And but she's not really in, like she's nervous about being in touch with her feminine side. Mm-hmm. Like she feels awkward about it. She doesn't really is is it has a hard time owning that side of who she is Mm -hmm. and i kept going back to that like bernadette versus patty debate because what jeff was saying he liked about patty really reflected a lot of things about him like the assertiveness the like just you know the boldness and judy was saying she liked bernadette because she was more real and she was more understated and i i thought that was like I mean, of course, such a through line in the show. So, yeah, the Adina obsession is set up right from the beginning, too. We see mm-hmm. them, right? I mean, we know they're at the yeah, stage door. Yeah, they're at the stage door, and they're at the stage
0: door in the middle of the show, so they didn't even see it. They had seen it prior, I believe, yes. to and they they not and she didn't door. come out. Yeah, she didn't come out to sign autographs, I guess, or take pictures, so they're there in the middle of the show to get
1: their huge collection of playbills <laughs> signed. Yeah, and they have, like old like an old rent playbill and i loved when she was like she had the old playbill and, and judy she says she's doing it for her 12 year old self or something yes <laughs> which again what, is it's like old, everything we do we literally keep literally <laughs> that was us at the spring awakening reunion yeah like <laughs> a lot of the show was us at the spring awakening <laughs> reunion to be yeah, honest honestly but so there obsessed with Adina Menzel, mm-hmm. they like love her. They think she's such and it's it's really interesting the way that they talk about her because mm-hmm. even that, especially Judy, is like she's so That's real. What I was just gonna yeah. say, like that she
0: keeps saying how like you just said, she's so real. But I feel like Jeff like really loves Adina for her, like more of like her bold side and right. he really shows that in this drag performance right. that
1: he puts on in the show, um, where he dresses up as Adina Menzel. Right. So yeah, so he so I think I mean this is again like a through line of the whole show is like the dichotomy between mm, like that word <laughs> or like you know the contrast of what's real. Like Judy loves Adina because she sees her as real. Mm-hmm. She sees her as she's just this girl from Long Island <laughs> from, <laughs> from 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 Bayonne. Yeah. <laughs> um and she just is like she was like a wedding singer, like a bachelorette mm-hmm. singer. Like she's just like normal and she's so real and she's not, isn't putting on an act. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff, I think agrees with that, but also is like, he does this whole drag performance, mm-hmm. like making her whole, you know, everything about her into this performance, this performance for an audience, like, like larger
0: than life, larger
1: than life character. Oh, even overly sexualized, mm-hmm. which like is something Judy has an issue with. And it's that whole debate of like what's real and what's performed even in our lives. Like what is, what do we do that's real and what, mm-hmm. do, what is performed? Like what, what, where does that begin and end? And can the same person, how can the same person to Judy be so real and to Jeff be so larger than life? Yeah. And what I also like liked, and they talked about this and they said it almost explicitly like that Jeff and Judy are the same. They're like two sides mm-hmm. of the same, same. person. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so true. Like, I think that's how we're supposed to see it. I think they're supposed to, Like, together, they're supposed to represent, like, one whole person, percent, maybe. Yeah. Like, the whole human experience is, like, both of those things. Yeah. Let, maybe let's talk a little bit more. Because we loved the drag performance. But, so maybe let's talk a little yeah, bit more about that. Yeah, we loved it. So I guess we're more like Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, then we'll get into, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, Judy's reaction to it. But, yes. we, like, we were living for the drag
0: performance. It was so funny. Well, first... I loved that it started off with um the recording of John Travolta. Calling yeah,
1: Adina <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was like the wickedly talented The adult Wickedly talented. Yeah. That's how it started. And then it was Which like, was so funny. Yeah. And it was mainly over the moon. It then. was
0: over the moon and then it took different like sound bites mm-hmm. from different performances mm-hmm. of Adina, so mm-hmm. There was stuff from Frozen. There was some Let It Go in there.
1: There was like the Defying Gravity riff. Yes. Yeah. From Wild Party, I think. Yeah. I don't know if that was... They definitely played that song. Okay. Yeah. But it was just so funny. I loved it. I loved it too. And it really like just brought me back to a lot of my own like phase of obsessing over a Dina menzel which i definitely had around <laughs> this time
0: <laughs> yeah we actually saw a Dina menzel in concert together we
1: did we had uh, <laughs> jones, jones beach Theater. good for her for like Greg. <laughs> girl <great>. um, <laughs> but it had me like remembering like i was obsessed with um life of the party from wild mm, party yep. and this what like the one video of her singing it live and i actually wanted to show you something oh my god okay <laughs> so i went to watch this one video of life of the party and I found an ancient relic in the comments section. <laughs> oh my God. From seven years ago, I commented, this video is the reason I wake up every morning. Honestly, that's fair. <laughs> when I saw that in the comments, I was like, of course. <laughs> I commented that. That is so funny. Seven years ago. Funny. I'm going to have to post this on an or is so something. so funny. So... Like, it just had me thinking about that for sure. Because that was definitely... Seven years ago was 2015, so... Yeah, and I'm just thinking... I
0: feel like Adina... Or or to center this around, like, the stage during of If Then... Mm -hmm. Was, like, the perfect, like, actress to be centering it around. Because, like, that girl's been working for, like, decades Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. So, theater kids of all ages really are able to pull. That's true. Especially during that drag performance. It's pulling... Like Adina performances from over the years, Mm -hmm. no, it's true. Spanning generations, it's true. So it really resonates, like with so many different ages of people. Right, that's really true. Yeah, I don't know. That just came out of my brain. And no,
1: but even like, (laughs) do you remember when the show
0: when it opened?
1: He's like holding an Adina (laughs) (laughs) Mendoza back. He had the merch. He had the merch, and I loved that. I loved that so much. But yeah, no, it really brought me back. But I no, the drag performance was so. Fun to watch, and honestly, like I was like, I want to attend this. Can see? <laughs> I was like, can somebody like do do, this do a Dina real? so we can go see yeah. it? Um. But then, so Judy hates it. Yes. Judy really doesn't like the drag performance. She leaves in the middle.
0: Yeah, she feels like he's kind of making a mock of this person that like means so much
1: to them and seems to have like bonded them like over right. the years. So in the end, we see Jeff ask Judy what she thought of the performance and you Mm -hmm. could you know at the like he knows she didn't like it he knows she laughed in the middle he knows what she's gonna say obviously he doesn't really want to hear her say this but he's like pushing her Mm -hmm. and so he asked what she thought about it and she just kind of snaps and she's like i didn't like it um and she what you were saying she says he was making a mockery of not just adina but of being a woman and that Mm -hmm. like so even um in the performance, he pulls he does the part in rent where she pulls down her pants. It's like a big part in rent when she mm-hmm. pulls down her pants and he the way he does it in the show, Judy is saying was sexualized and mm-hmm. in the context of rent, it's not a sexual moment. no, it's, it's more like of a you yeah, it's and yeah, it's like a rebellious like stick mm-hmm. it to the man kind of moment in rent and it's like political and rent mm-hmm. and she feels like in, in this situation he was making a joke out of it right and she goes into this whole monologue about how her whole life she's felt like on the fringes of womanhood and it's mm-hmm. been it's like she feels like she's in the shadow like living in the shadow of someone like jeff who is able to go out and perform femininity the way that everybody thinks women should be. Really, mm-hmm. is like
0: it's like an exaggerated idea of yeah, being feminine. Yeah, that's how Judy feels
1: about it. Right, and Judy feels very like she will never be able to be that, mm-hmm. and she doesn't. She can never live up to the idea of what femininity is. And I found that very relatable. No, so
0: did I. And it, it's funny because throughout the, ever since like in the show, when she walks out of his performance from that moment, I was like, Ugh. I was like, I don't like, I, I started not to really like her like in that moment. Cause I didn't understand like the reasoning behind it. And I thought, she, I don't know. I just like, I was like, mm, like mm-hmm. I don't, I like Jeff better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once she started saying that, I was like, okay, yeah. Right. Like that actually makes so much sense. Yeah.
1: And I think that even kind of goes along with what she's saying of like it's so like that whole like you know, the the makeup and the sexualized, mm-hmm. like overly sexualized, you know, woman, like that's so much easier to focus on. And then it's like most women are don't no. aren't like that. And even she meets at an audition. She meets this one girl who is like this beautiful, young, perfect girl. Yeah, she, she looks feels. like a model. basically. Yeah. yeah. She's like, honestly, she's gorgeous actress, like was so beautiful. Yeah. She was like one of the most beautiful people <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen. Probably. Yeah. And um, like, clearly Judy is intimidated by this and is, mm-hmm. you know, makes these judgments about her when she first meets her too. And is mm-hmm. like, you know, that she's not like, kind of she comes off. Up- across as like a bitch at first yeah and then we see her at another audition meet the same woman mm-hmm. and now the woman starts talking to her and they have a real conversation and she's talking about how she worked with this one director before mm-hmm. and he really like took advantage of her yeah like he kind of like sexually harassed he sexually sure. harassed her definitely didn't didn't he like lick her face Was oh like, he yeah. did you're right yeah. so he actually physically assaulted her yeah yes, like, you're it, right. like all this terrible stuff that mm-hmm happened to her and that's kind of where Judy is starting to realize that like nobody is is what like you know even when you look at someone who's like the ideal woman that you think she is it's like that doesn't mean that like they're
0: going through the same exact struggles because they are women yeah so I think it was just and Judy feels that Jeff even though he like puts on you know the makeup and everything like he just he doesn't understand like the same struggles like as much as he might think he does
1: right and it it's even we see kind of early on judy uses the f slur mm-hmm. and uh, as obviously like she's not using she's using it you know according to her it's like a, as a joke kind of and like obviously she's saying like mm-hmm. i'm I, you know i'm not homophobic yeah, and she's obviously like, you do it like why can't i yeah, do it and he's like no you can't like and he's mm-hmm. really like you cannot use that word but then judy says to him that he like uses the c-word all the time yeah. and he even in his show this you know straight woman like bachelorette is at the show mm-hmm. causing a scene at the show being really rude and he like claps back at her with like yeah, a like, really like derogatory comment about her vagina yeah like he's i don't know so yeah it's like smells or something yeah and which, which like, is like mean and disgusting right like when you think about it that like i, I and i really like Judy was like, "Well, why did you have to say that?" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she was being obnoxious, but couldn't you know thought of something else to say? Yeah. So, I don't know. It just was like I thought like the dynamic between them was really I think it's an internal debate that people mm-hmm. everybody has about gender and like should I perform the ideal of my gender like is that who i am like what's a perform what am i what's what am i really like what's a performance and what's Mm -hmm. not and it just i think it can get really corny really easily this this whole conversation but it wasn't it could get like
0: yeah and it could like our last episode which was about um the play potus Mm -hmm. which it did try to like speak up about like gender and feminism and stuff and that like that got like very girl bossy which we we touched on but this like I don't know I think this was extremely relatable and Mm -hmm. really like talked about like I don't know got to the heart of it um, without being like performative like it was super relatable yeah
1: and I I was gonna say it felt a lot more real but also I guess the point of the show was like that everything's a performance kind of but also everything's real So I don't know, but even then it ends, it ends with Judy doing a drag performance of um, Rose's turn Mm -hmm. and like, so it kind of in the end, she does perform femininity. So it's, I I don't think it's saying that you should do that. And I don't know, like, I think it's, it's mainly just acknowledging that we have both sides to us, that Mm -hmm. there is, you know, really who we are, but we're also always performing because you know, that's what, we like what our society is yeah and that's yeah. what we are like that's what humans do and we internalize stuff so we're even performing for ourselves when we're alone so it's like <laughs> damn <Yeah. laughs> i'm about to have a menti bee. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i think it's i don't know and it's like there's positives and negatives to both like Jeff is getting empowerment. There's You can find empowerment in mm-hmm. doing that, but you can also take it too far when in, you know... Mm-hmm. I guess, with... Like, you have to also be real. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And also,
0: like, as much as it focused on gender... I mean, these two things go hand in hand, but it, it really focused on sexuality mm-hmm. as well.
1: Definitely.
0: Because there's a character um, that Judy meets at an audition. His name is Mark... And he comes across as kind of like frat bro kind of, mm-hmm. you know, stereotypical straight man. Mm-hmm. He is an ex-finance bro. Mm-hmm. He quits his job to pursue theater, which is <laughs> <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> Mance is on Wall Street. And yeah. He's like, no, I want to sing and dance for a living. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a big thing that this or a big theme that this play focused around um, it focused around sexuality and how the character of Mark, um, he gets certain roles because of the way he looks and the way that mm-hmm. he acts that Jeff feels that he will never get because he is more, he's a man that is more in touch with mm-hmm. being feminine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And also the fact that, so Mark is oh, bisexual. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. go into the whole point.
0: So even though Mark presents himself as a your typical stereotypical Mm -hmm. straight man he actually is bisexual which Mm -hmm. comes out in a conversation between jeff and mark after jeff's drag show and even before this jeff thought that mark was bi or liked men but judy was really
1: certain that he wasn't yeah well i think it was also just the fact that he was bi allowed him to be a like an accessory to both of their stories which Mm -hmm. was important yes to show us that that they were kind of two sides of the same person Mm -hmm. so i think that was also his function and i think that was also why he was like kind of (laughs) planned like you know what i mean like he was kind of like just kind of went along it almost was like he could have been a figment of their imagination like because he just kind of was like whatever About everything, like, yeah, he was very bland, yeah. And it was like, Judy really thought he was straight, Jeff really thought he was gay. Mm -hmm. He has like a thing with Judy, but then he also has a thing with Jeff, and Mm -hmm. he's like, and Jeff's like, okay, so why did you why were you into Judy? And he's like, uh, whatever, like, I just like whatever, I like, yeah. And I think that, and it was not like an issue, like, it wasn't like you know he wasn't like oh i struggle with my sexuality or like he was just like i was just like i hook up with both guys and girls and i've worked up with women yeah that's it so it was like he didn't like it it almost felt like he he was he kept just like going along with what they needed for their story like it almost like if Mm -hmm. if they like if the the play ended with one of them waking up and it was a dream or something like that would make sense that he was like a character in one of their dreams that was just like helping the story along you know what I mean? Which I didn't not like I liked that actually. I thought that was kind of a fun narrative. Yeah. Device. Un- until
0: the end when he randomly starts to be an asshole.
1: Well, yeah, but I think that even too was like something that like Jeff needed to hear. Yeah, it needed to happen. Yeah. For Jeff's like plot to continue. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what like he definitely was a plot device. But I yes. I didn't mind that. Like I don't think. No, I, think, that I was, think it was I important. Think it yeah. Well that...
0: That whole situation with Mark is what really, well, it's not what created the conflict between
1: Jeff and Judy, but it kind of was like a catalyst for things to explode. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah, it helped that along. And then at the end, he, so earlier he had gotten this job in Maine for the summer that Mm -hmm. Judy had also, I think both of them had auditioned for it. Yeah, they both auditioned. auditioned But she
0: she didn't, oh wait, Jeff? Did Jeff? No, he just said maybe he
1: would be good for that. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, Mark and Judy. That's how Judy meets Mark yeah. at this audition. Um but he gets he gets cast as Princeton mm-hmm. in Avenue this, Q in, in Avenue Maine. Q in this <laughs> small like probably like regional theater and right. which no shame to regional theater. No. I freaking wish I was doing yeah. Avenue Q
1: in, in Maine. Yeah. So, but when he gets it, even like Jeff is like, "Oh, Maine's tragic." Yeah, like, he's like,
0: "Ugh, like sounds like such a dismal summer." <laughs> yeah. Like he. Sa-
1: but he says that to Judy when when Judy. Yeah. When she does the cast, and then at the end we find out that Mark turned that role down, mm-hmm. and Jeff is like, "What?" And Mark's like, "Well, you you said Maine is tragic. Like, I'll get something else. Whatever." Mm-hmm. And I loved what Jeff said about he was so offended by this he was Mm -hmm. like how could you do that like i said Maine was tragic to make judy feel better but i of course i would love to be doing any show and yeah i loved that he said i think he said um when you when we don't get a role we're really upset but it's like with this unspoken like you know a a unspoken rule or whatever like a unspoken contract that whoever did get the role wanted it just yes. as badly as you so that's why ultimately I love that like you can move on mm-hmm. because you know at least the person who got it wanted it as badly as you but mark mm-hmm. obviously he just did it. Did he just like gave it up and he was like oh, i didn't
0: really want to go to maine yeah and mark is just like that typical guy especially like in high school theater that just like floats through yeah just gets the roles like doesn't really give a fuck like he also plays soccer or something and
1: And he just thinks it's so easy to get a role exactly but it's not as easy when you're not a straight presenting good-looking man exactly and it's also it really in the end was like these people just like love theater so much because mm-hmm. it it gives them an outlet too to work out these feelings and to work out whatever you're going through and I think I don't know I thought it ended on a really nice I'm glad like it didn't end with you know one of them like like ending up, up with, with RBI. Yeah, which I don't think it ever was gonna be about that but because it was more about the dynamic between Jeff yeah. and Judy. I
0: mean, for a second there, I actually really did think that Jeff and Mark were not gonna get together. Well, yeah, when because they, were they had that whole moment,
1: and then they made out in the <laughs> audition room. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: then it like it took a um, turn real quick, mm-hmm. like with this whole conversation um, about Mark
1: turning down that role. Right. So yeah, I mean, it it ultimately like became a show about performing gender more than anything which i thought was really cool i don't know and again like it's something that can be so cheesy and so corny when it's not done well and i think it was just really done like well i don't yeah, know I it really, was so good it, it felt very organic like the way mm-hmm. it came up in their so friendship. Genuine. it just felt like you know that those were things that would come up in their conversation and i really i really liked it yeah it was so good
0: I guess this like goes back into the the whole um, like gender and sexuality conversation that was going on between Mark and Jeff. There's just one line that I really liked when he was talking about um, Jeff is basically saying he'll never play those typical like straight male roles, mm-hmm. and what he really fits into is like the female like lead or like the female ingenues. Mm-hmm. And what he says is that. Um, the female roles on Broadway are about us for them. Mm-hmm. And I really like that line because he's he's saying like they're written and created by the like, gay men mm-hmm. and we're probably like inspired by their own personal experiences,
1: but it's not for him to
0: be able to play.
1: Right. And it's, it's something that it's like an expression of uh, that like the big like feminine diva mm-hmm. is like, an expression of you know what's inside what you want to be able to be on the outside but i guess like a lot of people can't Mm -hmm. you know especially like like what jeff was saying for like a young gay boy like growing up like that flamboyance i guess or Mm -hmm. like that you know feminine that everybody has that side to them that Mm -hmm. like it's something that you try so hard not to let out but that's like how, you know, it's like a reflection of how you wish you could be on the outside, mm-hmm. kind of. And I yeah. think, and I, even like the struggles of, I think, some characters is what he was getting at, too. That, um, you know, like the arc of Mama Rose is something that, you know, obviously not the literal story, but mm-hmm. like just the feeling and the emotion behind it is something that as like a young gay man he could relate to. mm mm-hmm not to make this about Kalee. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we were streaming Roses turned by Kurt Hummel and I <laughs> we don't were. I don't think that's a a like a coincidence that that's the song that Kurt sings in his big no, moment I don't of think so like either. here I am and it's like a mama rose like Kurt Hummel you're like a 15 year old like child yeah. but the character that in that that moment in, the sh- in Klee is like when he's really... A, he's like spent that whole episode like trying to pretend to be straight. And then in the end, mm-hmm. he's like, I can't do that. That's not who I am. And this is who I am. And he goes out there and sings Rose's Turn, mm-hmm. which is like the biggest diva anthem. And, and he kills it. When he does kill it. Everybody <laughs> go stream that. <laughs> it's Kurt's best solo for sure. Definitely, hands down. And... I mean, it kind—it just is. I mean, it kind of—I didn't even think about that yeah, until right no, now. Yeah, but you're <laughs> so right. But that it is so that true. like idea of like, why is that what Kurt and that whole episode too is about? They're supposed to sing a song that like reflects their innermost feelings <laughs> yeah. in that moment, and like, why is he feeling like Mama Rose? But it's because like, like you know the the writing of that is like that's like the queer experience, I guess. That mm-hmm. is what they're trying to say, and I think that is really. I don't know I thought that was like a cool way to no, to and that's very definitely. true but I think it was like just the way that Jeff said it too was very cool but it also is like you know something that someone like Judy could also look at and be you know wanting mm-hmm. to aspire and, and I, I think the point is that anybody could be like everybody has those two sides to them the Jeff and the Judy definitely no I totally agree but I, I, the thing about the show is I, I just
0: feel like everything just really came full circle. Mm-hmm, like, definitely. even right now, like, just in general, like, you bringing Kurt Hummel into it, but it's so <laughs> true. Like, it really just really made everything come full circle. Right. And even just, like, talking with that line, like, it's about us for them. Like, those writers, like, had a cre- had this creative outlet to create these mm-hmm. characters. But then the guys like Jeff can't be those characters right so then he turns to something like performing drag right and that is his outlet in that way for sure
1: no it's definitely true and but yeah i mean it's i don't know but i think it's just interesting the way because then judy also in the end is like the one singing rose's turn it's not jeff
0: well yeah because there there's a scene where um Judy auditions for Kate Monster in Avenue Q who also like that actress also plays Lucy the slut. Right. And there's a whole scene where Jeff is trying to show um, Judy how to like be sexy mm-hmm. and sing that song. And they're doing this little dance routine. Um. But like that, even that like, like hyper, you know, feminine, ca- feminine character Judy has a really hard time, like, right. like tapping into that, and then again, like I, get, I, think at the end, like that, that drag. I don't know. Yeah. just like expressing like her f- femininity, I guess. In, yeah. in that
1: way. And I think also there's something to be said for throughout the whole time. I think I don't know if it's Judy or Mark or like they're talking about the makeup and the hair and like the drag mm-hmm. outfits, and it's like they're like how can you, don't you feel like you have so much stuff like on you like you can't be yourself like it's all, you're like so trapped in all Mm -hmm. that like. I think Judy says that. And Jeff is like, no, it makes me feel free. It's like Mm -hmm. putting that on makes me, allows me to like, it's like a safety net. It like allows me to do whatever I want. And express himself. I think at the end we see Judy get into like drag Mm -hmm. hair, makeup, the whole, like the gown and she's the, she goes out and she performs Rose's turn and like it's putting on that performance of femininity that like allows her to be empowered in the end. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it definitely is. I think about the balance, like of mm-hmm. course, but it's also, I don't know, because like those diva performances, like, you know, Patti Lepone and Bernadette Peters, though that, you know i those resonated with me as growing up too because it was and i love like you know anything like that because i think that's i think everybody inside of them like wants to be that confident or i mean even Mm -hmm. i who knows if they really are confident in life but wants to be able to go out there and like be confident like that and Mm be you know everybody inside of them i think wants that like empowerment in some way so i do think i don't know it was so good (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah it really was very good um was there anything that you didn't like hmm i wrote one thing but it's not something i don't even like it's like i i still liked it i just i like honestly like don't i don't know i I just really feel like it was
0: so perfectly written
1: it was so good yeah but i i said for the one thing that i guess i would maybe have done different is that i do feel like we didn't really see a shit like we saw mm-hmm. after jeff and judy had that big blow up where she goes on the monologue about feeling like on the outskirts of femininity we don't really see any more from jeff and judy yeah because then we just see jeff and mark i think and then we see the, the rose's turn performance yeah we,
0: we don't like see a resolution no between like them.
1: and i think like i don't know that there needs to be some major moment but i do think like because it did feel a little bit abrupt for judy to go from saying all that to just performing
0: yeah i think all all that is said is that jeff like received a phone call yeah. from
1: yeah. an old friend yeah that he hasn't like spoke
0: to in a while and then she goes
1: and performs that yeah. number So I think maybe like there could have been even if it was just some moment of just Judy like I don't even know if it had to include Jeff but Mm -hmm. just something like that showed her shift there. Yeah, maybe I think could have made it feel a little more complete to me because Mm -hmm. I felt like I was wanting something like that towards the end. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. But honestly, like I got like I really liked it. Yeah, like
1: (laughs) I it was that's like kind of nitpicky like I did still like it.
0: Yeah, but that that's definitely
1: fair. And yeah, we already said that this show I think. Will in fact be closed by the time we post this episode, but I do hope it gets some life somewhere else and people can go see it. Like maybe they'll perform it somewhere else. Yeah, I hope there's a bootleg online so you guys can stream it. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually FCC something theater. If you're listening, no, we don't. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, maybe you should release it for streaming. Yeah, for
0: sure. I, I pay for it. Yeah, I watch it. Definitely. Again. But no, I definitely would. That's actually something that's like discussed in <laughs> yeah. the show.
1: Is watching bootlegs, which yeah. we
0: have talked about of probably course. in every single episode we've done so I far. know.
1: Um. Yeah, no, and it's like that's what's. I thought something so funny was when they were talking about, like, they were talking to Mark about some show, and he was like, "Were you even born when that was out?" And they were like, "We've seen a bootleg."
0: <laughs> that is us about
1: <laughs> yeah. so many things, but specifically
0: Spring Awakening, <laughs> we were alive,
1: but we were too no, young yeah, to be but, seen I mean, on Broadway. Every, like honestly, like everything. Like I was just watching every bootleg, and like oh yeah, especially in 2015, like that was really peak oh. like bro- like Broadway era for me. I would say oh same i was heather's i was streaming the Heathers bootleg but i was watching like so many and even to this day like i have so many bootlegs like saved on my (laughs) computer of like the original funny girl (gasps) oh my god really yeah i'm gonna i'll send you them when um we do this how do they even have that it's i don't even know like what were they filming i have no idea but you can they're definitely there (gasps) oh my god i mean it. um i remember like around this time i had this google drive folder Oh my God, I kind of remember that. That had like like. so, it had like every show, like from every year. I remember that. Yeah, it was like a big, it was a big moment. Wow. When I got that Google Drive link. (laughs) That like made (laughs) the rounds on Tumblr. I remember that. Yes, it was on Tumblr. So yeah, and even to this day, like you can find, like you find a lot of bootlegs in Google Drive. Oh yeah. Like that's where you find a lot of stuff. So, um, also, another moment that was so funny and relatable was they're like... what you're going to say is what I was just about to say. When they're talking about Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they're talking about Chicago to Mark. And he's like, yeah, I love Chicago. I just saw it. And they're like, you love Chicago? And they're like... <laughs> they're like, ew. They're like, this revival, though? They're like, the original was great, but... And they're like, they go into, like, all these details. And he's like, yeah, just they're really... they like, yeah, this
0: year. Blah, 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 blah. And this actress. And blah, blah, blah.
1: And then we see mark is just like no i just loved it and then he says he like, says it got him like back into doing theater like yeah. it really inspired him uh-huh
0: and when he said that i was like damn i'm a terrible person
1: because <laughs> even jeff and judy were like, oh, like yeah we i was just... like
0: i need to stop judging people for like i shouldn't be judging what gets people into this art i know it's true but be- also because everyone has different opinions but also mark sucked so
1: then i was like mark bless you thank you but also like i thought it was funny because that's so true and i was like oh that's totally us like every time we go see a show of like my mom after will be like did you guys like it and i'm like we're like no not really um (laughs) what was it we saw something recently funny girl no i mean that i know we didn't like but there was something recently that i said i really liked and then i was like but I do have a few critiques. And my mom was like, of course. I feel like it could have even been Spring Awakening, where I was like, I don't think it's a perfect show. And she was like, Oh my god. Like, <laughs> the thing you're obsessed with. Like you I know don't. we still like have
0: things to say about I know. it. As if we are qualified. Qualified, written anything, Tony nominated. <laughs> like we don't we really are just two
1: girls. Yeah. <laughs> but also I thought it was kind of nice. Like, yeah i think they did a good job of showing that like oh yeah like people can still like stuff like oh yeah they were like okay he liked the show and whatever and they felt bad that they were critiquing it but jeff and jude like that's part of liking theater i feel like everybody who like loves theater rips it apart and i feel like that's part of the process of enjoying it is is dissecting it everybody (laughs) is a bit of a theater mean girl as we like to call it. Yeah, like, it's true. I think it, I mean, it's not even like that saying, even, it's not even saying that something, because you know, like, everybody who's watched this knows we love Spring Awakening, yeah. but I have serious <laughs> critiques of this show, like, and I can't help it, and I still love it. It's and our I love, favorite thing ever. And I love having critiques of it. Like, I'm sorry, but, and I, and how many, how, every theater kid I know has watched those, like, Define Gravity Riff Mr. compilation. We, yeah.
0: we sit and we watch that that one, that, no, the, the No Good Deed one, the one. and No Good Deed. Yep.
1: Like we watch this, and it's like it's normal people listening to that wouldn't even be able to tell them apart. Yeah, from they'd each be other. like, "Wow, they're all really good." Yeah,
0: and then and I'm, I'm like, like mm-hmm. "Donna Vivino is the best." I'm like, ad- the way that you did that riff, <laughs> like I don't really feel really
1: conveyed the emotion yeah, behind no. that. <laughs> And if you don't opt up, don't even sing it. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's it's definitely part of being a theater, theater kid. I it feel like is. is critiquing it. So you're so right.
0: So we loved that part. That part especially resonated with us. Yeah, and I'm sure every theater kid ever.
1: Yeah. Um. So what about what what had you like what brought out your fiend in this show? <gasps>
0: um.
1: Well what i wrote down like
0: i'm embarrassed to say <laughs> because i was fa- i was falling i was falling for the stereotypical male in, in theater mm-hmm. i was falling for him so was i he was a very attractive man he was. and he had like even though he was pretty like boring now that i'm looking back on it <laughs> like the character itself he was like very he was really charismatic he, he had was a presence. he had a presence he was charismatic and you know what? I was I was feeding for Mark a little bit. I was, mm-hmm. and I'll admit it. But he was an asshole in the end. And I have to say, because I feel like this will come come oh, up yeah. again in me and Juliana vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I wrote down on my playbill that Mark is a nubbin. Now, what is a nubbin? You may ask. <laughs> in, in oh god, like twenty twelve. Honestly, probably twenty eleven. Like is when those videos came out. There, the word nubbin comes from those. The YouTube video, the most popular girl Oh, in yeah, school. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, which is like this.
1: That was like, 20. I feel like that was 2012.
0: It was 2012. You're right. It wasn't 2011, which makes perfect sense because yeah. everything good came out in 2012. <laughs> True. But anyway, so the, the, there's a print, the principal in that, like, it's Barbie's talking, and it's really funny. I mean, actually, if I watch it now, I might not think it's funny, but back in 2012, it was good. It was so funny. It was Principal Nubbins is the principal. Right. We just like the name. I had a cat named Pumpkin, and we, I called him Nubbins and mm-hmm. Nubbin, mm-hmm. and it just became like a word to just be yeah. like so cute. Like yeah. oh my
1: god, they're we a we nubbin. Everyone, a nubbin. everyone
0: was a Nubbin. <laughs> like Harry Styles was like back then, like a Nubbin. He was like eighteen. I don't know. He was young. We were like oh a
1: Nubbin. He's so and cute. We called each other Nubbins. Yeah, like we we're
0: just like everything was like a cute little Nubbin. So I wrote down Marcus a Nubbin, and then. At the end of the show, I crossed it out and I said, JK, because he's not an oven. No, he really wasn't. He was an asshole,
1: not an oven. So there's that. What were you fiending for? Oh, I was just, I feel like I kind of talked about this already, but the pre-show playlist was a lot of musical theater songs, including Life of the Party. And I just was fiending. I loved that. I thought the ambiance when you walked in like right away Mm -hmm. was, I was fiending. And the whole just, I felt... If then, because we'll get an I'll, I'll, we'll talk more about our stage door stories, but, but I just, I loved the whole, like, I was fiending for the whole, um, like a Dina Menzel 2015 theater kid vibe. It was so funny. Even, um, at one point they were like, oh, I just saw this little show at the public called Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> and it was so funny. I just, so I just, like, that era of theater was, is so ingrained in my brain. Mm-hmm. And that's
0: when we were in high school. So, like, everything is heightened when you're in high school
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that whole like just the nostalgia of that and then yeah and then this like the second i heard life of the party start, i was like (laughs) 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 this video was the reason i wake up (laughs) so i used to break down that video like i could tell you her exact syllables that she said like that will be on the Patreon. It will be Juliana performing Life of the Party <laughs> exactly how Miss Adina Menzel does. I will. It. I even can like some of her, every time I hear it, like I picture certain motions she does <laughs> in the video. Oh my God. That is so funny. <laughs> like the way she says, till you pass, um, wait, until like, until you pass the wine or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the way she grabs the wine <laughs> paddle is like, I can do it's it. It's ingrained in your memory. It really is. That's a core memory. So, um, yeah. So, do you have any more thoughts about the show i feel
0: like we covered so much we did and just loved it same i would watch it again if i could (laughs) but it's unfortunately closing (laughs)
1: um so we thought we would also take this as an opportunity to talk a little bit about the art of stage dooring since that's such a prominent part of this show is stage dooring if then,
0: Mm -hmm. and if you're listening to this podcast i'm assuming you know what stage dooring is true but if you don't it is waiting at the stage door which is where the actors of a broadway show enter and exit Mm -hmm. and waiting to meet them basically
1: and it's it's like a thing it's not yes it's not like a. It's not. I mean, I guess it could be. Creepy. It could get creepy. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it does. But it's not. It's like a thing. It's yeah. like they put a barricade there. Mm-hmm. They know people do. Yeah, this. security's it's, ready. So like, yeah. It's it's part probably of been a thing ever since. Like, yeah, Broadway it's open. part of the whole culture. Like, it's known that yes. this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I don't know. We thought we would share some of our own experiences stage dooring and. Mm-hmm also give some of our little pointers because yeah. st- we've been around the block. We're veterans. <laughs> yeah. We're stage door veterans. Yeah. And I feel like we're very good at it. Oh, yeah. We're good at it. So. <laughs> so. But stage drawing hasn't really been much of a thing since COVID. No. It's not. We're, they're it's not, not the same. Because normally it's it's ex- like it's known that they will stop and sign. Yes. Yeah, so it's like at a least meet and greet. If it's a very famous, if it's someone like very famous, they won't always take a picture. Mm hmm. But they do pretty much always sign. Like yes. that's what it's for, really. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been doing that lately. It's no. te- like it's technically not allowed. They just
0: like they kind of just wave and say hi and yeah. walk away. Mm-hmm. So my first stage door experience um, was when I saw Mama Mia when I was eight years old. Um, my aunt surprised me with tickets it was very exciting we had lunch on the rockefeller center rink which (laughs) was like i didn't even know you could do that oh yeah you could like sit and eat there then we went to build a bear nice and then we like walked past the winter garden theater and she just like had tickets it was very exciting and i absolutely loved the show and I really I guess my aunt like must have told me like this was a thing because I I don't think Mm -hmm. I would have just been like, I wanna like meet them. Right. (laughs) And um but I was like, I want to meet the girl who plays Sophie. I honestly couldn't even tell you her full name. I remember her name was Carrie and I could see her face Mm -hmm. in my head. She had super blue eyes. Um, but we went to the stage door and nobody was there. I was the only one there with my little playbill. And I guess an actor from the show came out and my aunt was like, is so and so coming out, the girl who plays Sophie, they're like, Oh, do you know her? And we were like, No, like, she's <laughs> like, No, my niece just wants to meet that's, her. So, that's cute. And she came out and she saw my playbill and she was so nice. And it was a very pleasant experience. I could not tell you one person who's in that show. Mm-hmm. I like, don't even know if I have, I must have the playbill somewhere. But it was so cute and I was
1: like, So excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's like, I I don't think I was that young when I stage for the first time. (laughs) I don't really remember my first time stage touring, really, honestly, but I, I know it was definitely like around like 2012, I would say, and I think it could have been like Jersey Boys or something. No, I don't think it was that. Mm. It was like something around that time. I don't really know. But then I feel like just from that time I started doing it every single show. Yeah. So I don't really know. I don't really remember what the first one was, honestly that's okay there's
0: been so many since then <laughs> yeah
1: but i was gonna say my experience when i saw if then mm-hmm. yeah go so for it, it i did see i saw if then on my 16th birth it wasn't i don't know if, i don't think it was the exact day but it was like around my 16th birthday it was for my birthday and i really wanted to see it because i was obsessed with the Dina out <laughs> and, <laughs> naturally and um i like it had just opened it might have even been in preview i think it had just officially opened mm-hmm and um medina did come out but it was pouring rain um and i like it was my birthday and i was so excited and my friend at, who i was with asked her if she would sing happy birthday to me and she just flat out said no <laughs> and i just think that was so iconic of like she shouldn't and she shouldn't <laughs> she has to save that voice okay she doesn't need to sing happy birthday that to is me. so funny and then she didn't have a sharpie to sign people's playbills so she took mine uh. and i had i still to this day have the cap because she didn't take the cap oh my god and she used the sharpie for everyone you should make it into a necklace it, i really should do something with that cap <laughs> <laughs> um but i was gonna say like after that happened i was full sobbing at the stage door and the pouring rain there are pictures there are pictures and i we will post them <laughs> on drama feeds like 100 i'm already planning the post but no i was full sobbing at the stage door I didn't not, I did not care that she said no to singing happy <laughs> birthday. I really didn't care. That is so funny. Um, And it was, <laughs> she's, she's, a honestly, she's so, like, she's so savage. And I just thought that was so, and it was iconic. I don't care. Um, And then I, like, I was going to say, we ended up going, We so we ended yeah. up one time then that summer of 2014, I guess, mm-hmm. we were seeing. Kinky boots. Kinky boots, which we did the stage door for. And then we yes. realized if then was close by and it was gonna get out soon. So he walked so on. We over it
0: back. Back. <laughs> and, and we, we staged mm-hmm. door if then and then my brother and her cousin yeah, staged stage door door like this, which
1: was also right, right, right next by door, there. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I we had her sign our phone cases. Mm-hmm. And at the time I fully had a Barbara Streisand phone case <laughs> with a giant picture of barbara streisand on it and so, so i now funny. have in my possession a barbara streisand phone case with a Dina Menzel signature on it
0: i <laughs> don't even know if i still have mine to be honest oh I'm, really i i must actually it might be in like i have a box full of yeah, crap from over the years <laughs> i think that is where mine i remember like using that phone case for a few days and it started to rub off. I know. And I, I was like, oh my God, I have to get a new phone case. I was
1: so upset because I loved that Barbra Streisand phone case. And I also just loved being like that girl that had a Barbra Streisand phone Rachel case. Rachel Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like was so upset that I couldn't use my barber phone case anymore because I didn't want to ruin the signature. Yeah, which is which is fair but that signature was coming right off yeah and we have if, we
0: have pictures we with do. we're also posting those of course <laughs> they're like terrible selfies <laughs> yeah. like on my blue iphone 5c right. yeah But yeah that was a really fun day we were
1: like we it were on a stage fun. door like we, we were, crazy. We were. We were being
0: crazy yeah we know we really
1: were that was really fun mm-hmm
0: um, some other fun stage door moments. Well, this one's embarrassing, but I saw Anastasia on Broadway and Ramin Karimloo is in that. And I mean, what is there to say about Ramin? <laughs> yeah. He is he's beautiful. He has a beautiful voice. He's yes. amazingly talented. Yes. The wickedly talented <laughs> yes. Ramin Karimloo. Yes. And um, I was standing next to this boy and the way that the that Ramin was going around the barricade I was first and the, this boy was second, but the guy started talking um, like before Ramin got to him and he was just like pouring his heart out to him, saying how much he means to him, how he got him into theater, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, this is not happening. Ramin is not skipping me right now. Oh and I God. was like, Ramin, can you get a picture? Like fully interrupt <laughs> this, this poor kid. Like that was so rude of me and I should not have done that. And Ramin just looks up and he's like, he's just like, I'll get to everyone like don't worry like I'll get to everyone I was like but he kind of had like a little like attitude in his voice as he should as he should I was being
1: rude every time we tell one of these stories we're like we deserved it no
0: we did like I really deserve that one but he did take a picture with me which we will post oh for sure we're posting all of these yeah
1: so that was a embarrassing one (laughs) I was gonna also say um when I saw Hamilton with the original cast and um the whole original cast did come out except for Lin. Lin never came out. Lin like really and it was a two-show day yeah. so I think that's also why he didn't come out. I feel like I've never seen a picture of Lin, Lin at, at the, the stage. stage door. No, he doesn't really. I feel like he never comes out but I did. The rest of the cast did come out. It was mm-hmm. really nice. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like I remember being so excited Jonathan. For that, no, definitely Jonathan. Also, Philippa Sue had on New Balance sneakers, and so I bought New Balance sneakers oh my immediately God. after a Regina George moment. I, no, but literally, like I saw her in this cool dress with these New Balance sneakers. I was like, "That's me." That is so funny. That's <laughs> so, so I cute. Bought New Balance sneakers. Also, Darren Chris at Hedwig. I I have a really good video with him. We have conflicting Darren Chris at Hedwig stories. I know
0: because. When I saw Hedwig, he did not come out. And I was so mad. I was so mad. And honestly, I've held it against him forever. I'm sorry, Darren, Chris, if you're listening. He might be. If you're listening, come on our pod and I'll for and forgive defend you. Yourself. Defend yourself. We are having a trial.
1: Um, why did not you stage door? When I saw it, he came out. And I, have, <laughs> I don't know why in my brain I thought this was a good idea to say to him. But I, I asked him if I could touch his hair. God. did he lie you? that is so inappropriate don't ever do no, that. no don't door. like <laughs> and i also and he was like that depends why and i was like but he was being nice about it he was like that depends like why and i was like it's this is literally what i said <laughs> i said it's for a science experiment
0: this podcast is going to get us multiple restraining orders <laughs> against us okay but then
1: he said now I'm definitely not letting you touch my hair, but I'm gonna touch your hair. Oh. And he starts running his fingers through my hair. Stop. Okay, you won then. You won. I have a video, like you can just tell I'm like Nah, I'm thrown up. <laughs> That's crazy. It truly like it's okay. Like and he also I think when I said it's for a science experiment. He was like, maybe if you said it with a little more conviction. We oh my god! Flirt- was I flirting with Darren Chris at the stage door? And we'll end on some of our, oh, some of our hot tips for stage door.
0: Yes. So first, if you want a stage door, if you want to get a good spot by the barricade, you have to book it. You have to leave yeah, before curtain. You, you call. You have to miss the
1: curtain call, honestly. You ha- or you have. To it know really depends on the show, I guess. Yeah, or you have to like go early enough, like. If you get caught up in everybody leaving, You're I mean, near. and also it does depend on the show because if it's a show with like not a very popular, this is for if the show has like an active stage door, like if it's yes. Hamilton or if it's mm-hmm. like Hedwig with Darren Criss, like yes, I'm sh- I think Hedwig I for sure left before the oh, curtain call, and I definitely to get to the did spot and then he didn't come out. <laughs> but it's fine, it's fine. And even if then I remember I was yeah, like, we're leaving, you gotta go. Um. So I would say it. I mean, if it's a show that doesn't have like. A big star in it or something, mm-hmm. like you probably are fine. But if you get caught in the like the mess, mess of leaving a theater, like you're not going to get a good spot at the barricade. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, there's a website, stageelf.com, <laughs> um, has a list. It's like a blog. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm but sad. this has, this, like, I've been obsessed with this. Like, this tells you exactly where the stage doors are at every show Amazing. at every theater on Broadway. They're really
0: easy. Usually they're really usually, easy to find. The one that's There are a I, few theaters where you have to like go around the block. Yeah, which for the Imperial Theater where the Spring Awakening reunion was, that one's around the block.
1: Mhm. So it like depends on which way I guess you exit. Yeah, so that's like another you have to know where you're going. You Definitely. really do. Like that cuz Usually it's easy to tell, but m- like make sure you know because there are some theaters where it's yeah, in a spot where you don't think it's gonna be.
0: And where you're at against the barricade matters, it does. I, what do you think, like a prime spot by the barricade is? I always thought it was right where the door, like right by the door where they come out,
1: but then no, but i I don't think that's true anymore. <laughs> no, but I think it is, but not where we were for spring awakening. yeah, it's like it's it's where they come out, but where they're where they're where they would first naturally walk, yeah. Like for spring awakening, we were right by the door, but it was like kind of behind. yeah, we were behind we were like
0: where the door opens, which we flopped,
1: yeah. So you have to, like be a little strategic about that because also, like, maybe this is controversial and <laughs> maybe you should be respectful but don't be afraid to sneak your way up and
0: oh yeah weasel your way oh, up there.
1: We, are we weasel
0: we weasel you have you to, have to weasel. and also like people leave and you just you just gotta be quick yeah you, you have to be right quick through. you have to be
1: like sneaky and if you are behind like people are nice and like well yeah, like if you have a playbill someone will pass, it, up pass it for up. you like it's like people are nice it's about it stage door etiquette but yeah but and don't like seriously push somebody out of the way but like no. be ready to weasel your way like yeah. if you see a slight opening like go for it you definitely know? for sure i actually also think that
0: at the end of the barricade is a really good spot because they have to leave somehow
1: <laughs> yeah no that's true that's true like they could pass by the middle, but they can't it's pass true. by the end. It's true. Also, be definitely be patient because a lot of times when it's like a big name, like they might take mm-hmm. a long time to come out. Or like sometimes they're meeting with people in there like somebody came backstage.
0: <gasps> I just thought of such a good stage door story and I have to interrupt and okay, share it sure. because the, I cannot believe I forgot this one. Okay. Okay. So, I know I have never seen Hamilton, but I was like obsessed obsessed with it as like every theater kid ever is and Mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. so me and my friend went to the ham for ham show which if you're not familiar they used to do this little show with the cat with the original cast and they'd have a live lottery which they don't have those anymore now they're all digital Mm -hmm. so we went to the ham for ham show and then we ended up stage during it I guess we like went to dinner and then came back I like don't remember what Mm -hmm. happened but we were waiting at the Hamilton stage door and I hear a voice behind me And it's a small woman. And she goes, Sarah Paulson for Jonathan Groff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what? Freaking Sarah Paulson is standing next to me trying to meet Jonathan Groff. I don't know what she's doing in the crowd of the stage door. I know. I guess they have to get in. Yeah, but there's usually, I feel like you could see the line of people waiting that know somebody in the cast. Sarah Paulson and Helen Taylor Taylor are next to me trying to meet Jonathan Groff. Like, same, girl. (laughs) Yeah, like, aren't we all? Get (laughs) in (laughs) line. Yeah, Fiona Castro for Jonathan Groff. Um, But, yeah i that's can't believe so that is such that's, an iconic yeah, it, moment i can't believe i forgot that i forgot too that you that that happened to you <laughs> i have a picture with sarah paulson that's iconic but not jonathan groff from that night we, we
1: all know <laughs> we have multiple pictures of jonathan yeah. groff but anyway going back to stage Shore um, tips yeah i mean i feel like those are kind of the big ones like be patient mm-hmm. big stars might not come going. out yeah people who didn't
0: come out besides darren chris Aaron of <laughs> he didn't come out after milan Rush, and neither did um karen oliva mm. well well that's I'm that's trying how to think we of feel about Mulan- we <laughs> <come out. laughs>
1: yeah in a nutshell <laughs> i'm trying to think if there was anybody notable that didn't come out when stephanie
0: I, j block didn't come out when i saw the share show because i really wanted to meet her
1: mm-hmm. i can't i feel like i like lynn is the only one i can really mm. think of
0: I feel like there has been so many moments where I'm standing there and they're like, that's all for today. Yeah. But I can't think of any more right now. So we hope you enjoyed this greatly anticipated episode (laughs) of Drama Fiends. We are back. We have equipment.
1: We are ready to go. We are ready to go. And we once again didn't have a jingle. Yeah, which again,
0: we are begging somebody to write a jingle
1: we'll have one eventually okay well so anyway <laughs> so anyway thanks so for tuning in this
0: week you guys Thank you slide into our dms more often no seriously send us emails we're begging take part in our polls like yeah please. we're gonna be some people did this week yeah sydney said went to the stage door for hamilton because i couldn't afford hamilton and still met everyone and is and was in front because i was the first there
1: yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like people going when they didn't even see. The yeah, show, I've done so. that. Yeah, I mean, we talked <laughs> I, about doing I that. literally just did now. that for Hamilton as well.
0: That's amazing, Sydney. I didn't meet everyone. Jonathan yeah. Groff didn't come out <laughs> because he was hanging out with Sarah Paulson. I guess so, but that's okay. So yeah, all
1: right. That's our episode. That's it. Have
0: a great week. Have a that great day. That was a one time
1: teenage <laughs> drama fiend. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. (laughs) Bye.